One thing I neglected to do when I was giving the announcements is to welcome our friends from Inner City Mission, and they are with us today as they usually are on Harvest of Love. So let's welcome them, if you will. That's one of our ministry partners in Springfield, and we're just glad that they could make their way down and join us for worship and also for our Thanksgiving dinner that we'll have at 1130. So um, we're continuing in the series that I'm calling The Secret Art of Giving Thanks, and we're, we're thinking about how to develop a sense of thankfulness in our lives. And we've talked about how it seems like some people do that really well, and a lot of us do it in November and then forget it the rest of the year. And We've talked about various parts of our lives that allow us to give thanks, and today I want us to think about one that maybe we'd just as soon not talk about, but we can't really separate it out from our thanksgiving, and that's our money, our stuff. That has to do with how we give thanks. And even though we'd like to sort of tell God, hey, you, you know, take care of lots of stuff and you sort of provide for me, and God, you can have some input on what I do in a lot of my life, but... I'd really just assume you'd be quiet about my money, right? Because that's the way our culture is. Um, we, we get paid by our employer, but our employer can't tell us how to spend our money as long as we're not doing anything illegal. Hey, it's up to us. And we don't really want our family or our friends or even church people to tell us what to do with our money. But, but our relationship with God is different from our relationships with other people. And because God is the creator, because he is God himself, he has the right to speak into every part of our lives. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. And that includes our money. Now, it's a little uncomfortable, and it can be uncomfortable for a host of reasons. Maybe today you're here and it's just like you are barely able to, to make ends meet, and we're coming in and saying we're taking a special offering today, right? And this is our Harvest of Love Sunday. It's an opportunity to some, do something beyond what we normally do, and for the preacher to start talking about money really just makes you feel guilty, right? Because you want to do more than you can do but it just, there's not anything more to give. Well, my goal today is not to make you feel guilty, okay? Or maybe you're here and you've been able to save some money and accumulate a little bit of wealth, and that's good, but you're thinking, I really don't want him hammering me over giving more to the church. Well, I don't want to hammer anybody today either, but I would like for us to spend a few minutes thinking about the relationship between how we handle what we have and the secret art of giving thanks, because there's really no way to completely separate those two things out. And to get at that, I want us to turn again to a passage that really is the basis for this whole series. It's found in Colossians chapter 3, and it begins in verse 15. And in this passage, Paul is laying out, he's just really done this for a big chunk of the book, he's laid out the baptism life. In other words, if you've been baptized into Christ, this is how life changes, and he sums it all up in the, these three verses. And we've talked about verses 15 and 16 already, but I want to read them because that gives you a little context, and maybe you weren't here for the first couple of messages. So this is what Paul said. Verse 15, let the peace of Christ, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. So Paul is talking about our life together. We're called to be one body and the peace of Christ allows us to be one body, right? It creates peace in us. And then he says, and be thankful. This is a thanksgiving passage because Paul keeps coming back to that. Okay, verse 16. 
He says, let the message of Christ, so we had the peace of Christ, now the message of Christ, dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Now that's very similar to Thanksgiving, right? So two verses, one says give thanks, one says sing with gratitude. Again, Paul's talking about our life together, both teaching and worship, singing songs, all that should be involved with Thanksgiving. And then, verse 17, Paul lays this out in a little bit different direction than I want us to hear today. This is one of the most general commands in the whole New Testament. He says, whatever you do, that's most anything, right? Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whatever you do, whether it's what you say or what you do, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, that means every single part of life. Whether it's family life, church life, work life, community life, whatever it is, it should all be done in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, what does that mean? I think Paul's speaking to two important things. First of all, it's what we do. Because there are certain things in our lives that we can do in the name of Jesus, and there are some things that you just can't do it in Jesus' name because it's wrong to do. Okay, You can't lie, cheat, steal, kill, any of those things in the name of Jesus because they are wrong. So Paul is speaking to what we do. So do things that Jesus would approve of. And when we say in the name of Jesus, we're talking about the person. The name stood for the person. So everything he is, everything he was trying to achieve is the name of Jesus. So do things that can be done in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, things that are right and good. But it's more than that. It's also how we do them. So it's doing the right things for the right reasons. Do it in the name of Jesus. So if you're giving, you're giving in the name of Jesus. If you're helping someone, you're helping in the name of Jesus. If you're worshiping, you're worshiping in the name of Jesus, in the person, in the goals, in the ministry, in the kingdom of Jesus. So doing the right things for the right reasons, all for Jesus, and give thanks. Third time in three verses that Paul says either give thanks or be in gratitude to God. So if we think about this, this overarching you know, complete command, whatever you do, word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, he's talking to every part of life, including our stuff. And if we think about, okay, how can I understand this? The good news is Jesus speaks really clearly, clearly to this back in Matthew chapter 6. It's the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. I'm leading some of our guys through this on Monday mornings, and, and we're studying this, and we came to chapter 6, and it just reminded me that, man, Paul is, is really taking what Jesus said and applying it in new ways, but it goes back to just how Jesus discussed this. So in Matthew chapter 6, he opens with a discussion of three things, and it's all about doing the right things for the right reasons. And he says the three most important acts, well, we know this, Jesus doesn't say this, but the three most important acts of righteousness for Jews in the first century was giving alms to the poor, prayer, and fasting. And Jesus says, I want you to continue to do those three things, but I want you to do these good things for the right reason. This is how he words it. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 2. 
Jesus says, so when you give to the needy. Now note, Jesus doesn't make it conditional, right? He doesn't say, so if you give to the needy, does he? He expects that we're going to do that. When you give to those in need. Don't announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Do the right things for the right reasons. Are you doing it to be known as a person to give? Are you doing it to prop up your reputation as a really good person in the community? Or are you doing it in Jesus' name to help someone? Verse 3, But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. If we do it in the name of Jesus, we're going to do the right thing, which was taking care of people who are struggling, for the right reasons, because of Jesus, not because of me. You see how Jesus is teaching us what this looks like? And if we're thinking about our money, he says part of it is we're going to give it away. And again, that may be a struggle because we're saying, I don't have a lot, or I've got this and I'm not ready to give it away. It's uncomfortable. All those things. We'll hang on to those thoughts. We'll come back to that. Verse 24, I want to drop down and hear Jesus speak this, just this one verse. No one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. Now, he's not talking about working two jobs, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. He's talking about being owned as a slave by two people. That doesn't work. You can't do everything they both ask. And then this last line that haunts us, you cannot serve both God and money. Now that word for money there, it's a fine translation. But if we go behind that, it's a Greek word that actually comes from Aramaic, which is the language Jesus was speaking. And the word is mammon. And in fact, some of you may remember older translations say you can't serve God and mammon. And you go, what in the world is a mammon, right? Well, what it is, it's, it's our stuff. It's our possessions. So it includes our money, but it's really more than that. So it might be like really important, valuable things. It might be our important gold jewelry that represents our marriage and all those things. Or it could be fine homes, nice cars, could be fine clothes, could be the clothes we just have on our back and the possessions that we can carry with us. Whatever you've got is your mammon. And Jesus says, you can't serve God and that. Now, either way, this mammon stuff, it's important, right? Because if you don't have much, you want to hold on to it. And if you've got a lot, you're not excited about being in a situation where you don't have as much. So it's easy to serve that regardless of where you are in life. And Jesus says, you can't serve God and your stuff because they will always be in conflict. So, what do we do? Paul says, do the right things for the right reasons. Jesus says, here's the right things. When you think about your money, really and truly, when we think about mammon, all that stuff, one of the things that we have to come to is, we're all just renting, okay? Because as much as we might have stuff in our name or in our possession, the homes that we own someday are going to belong to somebody else because we're going to be gone. And the cars that we value 
are going to be in the junkyard. Mine probably already should. But <laughs> they're going to disappear, right? Amen. We are not going to take them with us. So which are we going to serve? God or mammon? The truth is, it all belongs to God. He created every bit of it. So we are called what the Bible calls stewards. In other words, I take care of God's stuff. It really doesn't belong to me. It may be in my name, but ultimately it's not going to be in my name forever because I'm going to be gone. It all belongs to God. A steward takes care of something for someone else. And that's all any of us can really do is to take care of what belongs to God for a time. So the question is, how am I going to do in that? How am I going to take care of what is God's? How am I going to be a steward for what He's allowed me to care for? And if we think about how that relates to Thanksgiving, I think it's this, that stewardship demonstrates gratitude. When we say, okay, whatever it is I've got, maybe it's a little, maybe it's a lot. We're all in different places on this because we don't all have the same things. But if, if, if what I've got in front of me belongs to God, what I'm called to do is, with that stuff, do the right things for the right reasons. In other words, I'm taking care of it for God, and I'm going to use it and do things in the name of the Lord Jesus with my stuff. So what does that look like? Quickly, three things. First of all, give gratitude for God's blessings. We've all been blessed in different ways. That's okay. Right? We're not all the same. We didn't all have the same background. Didn't have the same education. All those things are different. That's okay. But God has given us all some things. And what we're called to do three times in this one passage in Colossians is to give thanks to have gratitude for what God has given us. So the way we approach this is, God has blessed me and I'm going to give thanks. Second, show generosity to people in need. And again, this goes back to, well, but I don't have much. Or, I don't know, I don't want to give up. Okay, that's where you got to decide, right? How am I going to use what I've got and do the right thing for the right reasons? And maybe you don't have a lot of money to give, but you got time. And you can give time. And maybe you don't have a lot of money, but you got ability and you can give ability. We give what we can, but the point is we use what we've got for the name of Jesus. And Jesus said, when you do it, not if you do it. So let's be sure we're using what God has given us to help those in need. And then finally, give glory to God in your stewardship, in what you do with what God has given you. So we do it in the name of Jesus so that Jesus is glorified with the way that we use what God has given us with our stuff, with our possessions. Today's a special day. Have that special offering. You can drop it in the basket or give online. But how can you be a blessing to the church, but also to the community? How can you do what's right for the right reasons? Let's pray together. God, we're all blessed, even if it's just for the simple fact that we got to come in this place today and worship together. We're thankful for each other. We're thankful for the fact that we know we're going to have lunch together, that you've provided that. And God, we pray that you'll continue to provide for our needs. We want a lot more, but we ask you to pray that, we pray that you'd provide what we need. And God, we ask that you would lead us to use what we've got to glorify you.
pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.